Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our vacant hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it, plus a couple less productive approaches. After two decades of coming up short, I realized I was focused on the wrong thing. Instead of trying to fill those holes, I have learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all of the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from the world and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. Thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post called Remember Death. The Latin phrase, memento mori, is translated as, quote-unquote, remember death. There is a link to the actual definition, and there are a couple links in this post if you're so inspired to go to the website and want to click on them. So, memento mori is translated as, remember death. Why would anyone want to remember death? (laughs) Well, for one thing, it's inevitable. And for another, it's universal. Death is not unique to humans or animals. It's literally the end game for every living thing. Thank you, Eckhart Tolle. (laughs) Again, we were just talking about him yesterday. Every experience, every plan, every piece of property, every season, every role we will ever play, every relationship and every breath we take, death is literally the end game. So what's up with the death talk? One of the collateral gifts of choosing to accept the deaths of my two children is that death is actually a big part of my life. While this may seem morose, or dark, it's unexpectedly quite the opposite. When I live from a place of knowing the end game, my choices show up differently than they would if I believed myself to be immortal. I don't want to die, but knowing that I will, and could at any time, changes things. It calls me to make sure people in my life know that I love them. It inspires me not to quote-unquote Die with my music still inside, as Dr. Wayne Dyer would say. It humbles my ego. It gives me perspective. It brings more human to my humanity. This is not my metaphor, but it's a good one. And I'd love to credit the source for this and will when I remember where I heard it. But consider a beautiful coffee cup. Maybe it was a gift from an old friend Or perhaps you purchased said mug while in the part of a world that means something to you. It may remind you of a trip or a season that brought you joy. Maybe there's a picture of your pet on it. 
fast forward. You have an insight and a vision that one of your guests drops this coffee cup on the floor. It may be years from now, or it may be this weekend. The cup you consider your favorite, the one that helps you start each day and has for so long, is the one that you see smashing into pieces when it slips from the hand of someone drinking from it. Gone, dead, forever. Now, coming back to the present, it's always fun to come back, right? You know this beloved drinking cup has a shelf life. You know its days are numbered. With this certainty, even though the timing is unknown, you may be drawn to experience the cup differently. When you drink from it, you're present. When you wash it, you exercise gentle care. When you dry it, you take your time, maybe use a soft cloth, and perhaps remember how you felt when you purchased it or received it as a gift. And of course, (laughs) maybe not. But for me, remembering death allows me to live more freely. I'm keenly aware, not just of my own mortality, but that of everyone and everything around me. And no, it's not morbid for me. I don't wear black and stay in the house with the lights off and the shades drawn. Okay, maybe I do that once in a while, but kidding aside and on the contrary, knowing that I have limited time here with you, with loved ones, with plants and animals and the nature that surrounds me, inspires me to engage. In the words of Aerosmith, yes, there's a link to this too, I don't want to miss a thing. And when I'm gone, I don't want anyone to wonder who I was. I don't want anyone to wonder who and what mattered to me and what my purpose was. I want it all out there before I die. So I remember death. There are actually coins and tokens out there to be purchased and kept in one's pocket or purse that literally say, Momentum Mori. The intention is that having it ready at hand, we're continually reminded that all things are transient. Maybe that seems extreme. Perhaps that's not something that will resonate. But it is also extreme to plow through the world as if we will live forever. Isn't it futile to cling to material things, relationships that have run their course, seasons that have passed, and behaviors that no longer serve us? I say yes. These things are also extreme. I don't carry a memento mori coin with me. I have the smiling spirits of my deceased children and other lost friends and loved ones hovering over me every day. They remind me that my time is limited. My sadness and grief are even sometimes the vehicles of these reminders. When I have the blues, I don't always remember the message, but eventually when the light creeps in, I think, oh, that's right. I'm wasting time on something that's meaningless. If I died today, what would I wish I'd have done instead of that? So give this a shot next time you're feeling disconnected. If you're like me 
It might just be that you've lost sight of the things and the people that allow your life to have purpose, meaning, and contribution. Then go do the thing you wish you'd done today if you knew it was your last one. So you'd have to imagine that in a podcast called The Healing Path, opening conversations about grief and loss, that we would talk about death. I don't talk about it specifically um, in detail, so this may seem like a more morbid post, but I truly do invite you to think about the reality of our own mortality. It's not something that really comes up in conversation except for the occasional will and trust and estates type of a conversation. Um, and even those don't come up all that often. So the question is not whether or not we're going to die. We are. There's some question around timing. Um, but there's another interesting exercise if you're so inclined, um, called a eulogy exercise. And I did post about this at some point, I think over the winter of last year. And the idea is that you, you sit down in front of a, you know, computer screen or with a pen and paper, even just meditating or driving. Um, and you think about not so much who would be there, because of course, we don't know if, anyone would be there, particularly coming out of COVID, where there were no funerals for quite some time, sadly. Um, But more so writing that eulogy of what would be said about you? What would the feeling be? What is the impact, the legacy, the change or effect that your life has had in the world? Whether it's one person that's there or a thousand people, the idea is that you try to imagine if you were listening to your own eulogy, what it would say, and then, you know, spend some time. If you don't, if you're not comfortable or happy with what you think would be said or written, or if you like it to be something else, or you think that there's a part of you that maybe would be missing because you haven't expressed it and you still have that music in you now, then that's where the exercise gives us a direction and a little bit of uh, insight and power into holding ourselves accountable for keeping the gap between who we are and who we were actually created to be as small as possible. So I hope this has been helpful. And remember that knowing the inevitability of the end game and that death is that for every, everything, every living thing, every season, any material thing, all of us, death is coming. So let's figure out how we can best be present today and not miss a thing. So thanks so much for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Please visit lisamcfarland.com for more posts. And I'd love to hear any comments or feedback you have to share on this kind of a longer 
longer um, podcast than usual. I'm also thrilled, of course, to remind you that Scars to Metals, our digital online support community, is coming in a couple of months. You can go there now if you're so interested and at least set up your profile. That website is Scars to Metals, S-C-A-R-S, the number two in the word metals, M-E-D-A-L-S.com. In the meantime, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, thanks for listening.